Welcome to the They May All Be One podcast, a ministry of United in Christ Jesus. Join your host, Shane Sands, as he discusses issues surrounding the Christian faith with weekly encouragement from the scriptures, helping you to stand firm and share the gospel with love. Hey everyone, Shane Sands here, United in Christ Jesus, and it's time for another episode of That They May All Be One. It's a video slash podcast discipleship program, and I'm covering all the the topics that the Lord's just really been putting on my heart in prayer uh, from people offering uh, different topics, and, and pretty much that's been everything this season, save for last week where I had to take an unexpected detour to talk about some comments from a a really well-known pastor and it's uh, Pastor Alistair Begg and the reason why I had to do that is because United in Christ Jesus has an affiliation with Alistair Begg and Truth for Life so if you want to know where United in Christ Jesus stands uh, what we are doing in regards to uh, Brother Begg, uh, Pastor Begg and moving forward where we're at go back and and watch that video and i believe you're going to see that this is brought from the scriptures i got my coffee tonight and if you're listening you're about to hear my good slurp of a coffee and how do i know that you heard that because this is a quick shout out uh, to a brother and sister in christ who when they heard that the ministry had a need for new audio-visual equipment to help us get ready for the next season of uh, the ministry. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to be getting back out on the streets, doing one-on-one evangelism, open-air preaching, going back and doing uh, all those things that the Lord's called us to, where we've been in the season for a couple of years of, of doing just one-on-one, working at work, in the local church, uh, videos, podcast, we're actually going to be, Lord willing, moving soon back into that area where we're going to be engaging people and hopefully uh, recording. And, and there's also going to be some other dynamic things happening, especially on the website, gospel videos, that that sort of thing. So I just wanted to give this quick shout out. And tonight's program is also... Uh, brought up by uh, a co-worker. Someone, when they found out about uh, a couple of weeks ago um, that Bound by Precious Blood, Not by Polity, is church discipline scriptural? And what we meant by that was, uh, is church membership, uh, as defined by going through a series of classes, uh, making affirmation to those uh, through those classes and then signing a document saying that you are in agreement with these uh, whatever these statements are and entering into a covenant a signed covenant you're in essence you're a part of that local manifestation that local body via a document and you found out Scripturally, that's nowhere. There's nowhere where that's the case. Well, then it was brought up to me, well, 
why church then? And it wasn't like a, a serious question as to why I go to church, but it was people might want to know, well, why should we actually go to church? And I went, yeah, that, that's a really good question. You know, oftentimes, especially when I've been out and witnessing with individuals or going, walking up and down streets in prayer, and then just talking with people, I hear, uh, I can worship God right where I'm at. I don't need to be in a church. I can, when I'm out in my garden, when I'm doing my other work, I can worship God there. I don't need to be in a church. Or you'll hear, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. And friends, that's true. That is absolutely true. However, that's not the point of the question. And if you'll take a look, I have why church then? And when we examine this, what I want to put into context is, is this isn't a contradiction from two weeks ago, two episodes ago, that where church membership isn't required, necessary, meaning entering into a covenant by a signed document, standing before the body, that type of thing. We're bound by precious blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of that, and if we are a new creation, well, there's we're going to want to be together because we're, God is... God wants to be like the Lord Jesus wanted to be back with the Father, the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that he jealously desires the spirit that he's had caught, made to dwell in us. God loves to dwell with God. And where if we are the temple of God, if God dwells in us, if we have been sealed in Christ and, and the Holy Spirit has sealed us and uh, we are in Christ, Christ is in us. If, if this is true... Why church then is because we want to be with other people who are indwelt by God. We want to be with other believers, regardless of ethnicity, culture, wherever you may, regardless of anything that in the flesh that may be used to distinguish or separate us. In Christ, those unite us because being a Christian completely destroys all other divisions. In Christ we are one. And it's beautiful. Every time I think about the church, I think about when Jesus is talking in his Sermon on the Mount, you know, why are you worried about what you'll put on to wear? And Jesus says, Behold, look at the, the fields, the grass. For I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. And I think to myself, man, what a beautiful mosaic. But now, when I think about the church, how beautiful a mosaic that regardless of anything that the flesh could be used to divide can't becomes this precious, beautiful masterpiece of art, the church of the living God. 
and what divides in the flesh in love in Christ unites and only makes us better. So we're going to jump into this and there's far many more scriptures and aspects to this. This isn't uh, uh, an all-inclusive. This is just a couple of reasons why church then. You know, why is it we should get up on the Lord's day or on a Wednesday, but why we should or I guess it could be any day of the week, but especially on the Lord's Day, meaning Sunday, the resurrection, where we have scripture that shows that they would gather on the Lord's Day, not on the old Sabbath, the Saturday, but for a Christian, the Bible shows that we then gather on the Lord's Day, the resurrection, that day, because we honor and bring glory to the Father as we honor the Lord Jesus Christ risen from the dead after he had come in the incarnation, suffered, bled, died, his resurrection, glorious and wonderful. So why church? Why get up, come, get together and sing, listen to the word of God being taught, give testimony, fellowship? Why? Well, we're going to look at a, a couple of reasons and again jumping back you can worship God in your in your garden you can worship God if you're hiking in the mountains you can worship God if a couple of you are are gathered together just uh, sharing scripture and singing yes absolutely but the first indication that we see that we need to be together, being sharpened, growing, is really in Luke 2.49. I had to be in my father's house. So if you don't know the story, Jesus is now about 12 years old. They've gone up to the feast. And on the way back, um, Joseph and Mary, they are thinking that uh, Jesus is in the caravan somewhere with family or friends, and he's not there after a day. They go back into Jerusalem. It says three days later, they find him in the temple sitting amongst the, the uh, teachers, and he's asking questions, and he's answering, and all are marveling. They find him there, and they're like, why Why have you you know, made us uh, so anxious? Why have you... And, and the Lord Jesus says... Why were you looking for me? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? And so some people might go, well, Shane, that was, um, that was at the actual temple in Jerusalem, and that does not mean the church. Well, you're right, except for it is where people were gathered, where the scriptures were being taught, where they were together and they were growing in the knowledge and in the love of God. The first indication that we have is that Jesus is in the temple, sitting among the elders, sitting among the teachers, and he's listening, he's asking questions, and he's answering. As should we, when we gather 
We are going to listen to the teaching. We're going to spend time in Sunday school class or what other groups that we may get into asking questions, sharing answers, singing hymns. So if Jesus needed to be in his father's house and and we're told that Jesus has now instituted the church and it is his church, the church of God, his church, which he's head over, should we not be in our master's house? Should we not be joined together? That's one. Two, we're commanded. So I really shouldn't have to go in. This whole program probably should have ended right after that one. Number two, do not neglect the gathering. Hebrews chapter 10, 25. There's something amazing and unique when brothers and sisters gather together in the body that God has so ordained that as we are together, we encourage one another, we build one another up. The spirit within us is ministering to everyone collectively. Isn't it interesting that these letters, the, the Bible, the books of the New Testament, these letters, uh, the pastoral epistles and others, they were read to the entire church. That meant they gathered. They all gathered together. They listened and asked questions and were taught from it. They gathered together. It wasn't that they went from house to house. They all came together. It's a huge, huge indication. And we're told that if we neglect gathering, Hebrews 10.25, if we neglect it, we're, we're going to cause our faith to be shipwrecked. It, we're going to go astray. We're not going to grow as we should. Uh, Proverbs, iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Again, in Proverbs, what does it tell us? That a man who walks with wise men will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Well, when we're all together as believers, we're all walking, following in the steps of Christ. We're building one another up. So we're, we're commanded. That should really be it. Boom. When, when you're all together, do not neglect the gathering of the saints. Don't do it. Okay, that's a command. The Bible is the Word of God, the Word of God. So therefore, we shouldn't neglect the gathering of the saints. Enough said. But then last... And I think this is one that kind of gets overlooked. We don't hear it a lot. Uh, but I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, you might be going, oh, hold on, Shane. I don't believe them gifts continue for today. I'm using it. Yeah, I like my accent. You might be saying that. However, we're going to jump on down here. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 10, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of, man, of the manifold grace of God. We're also told in the other epistles that the gifts were giving for the building up of the body. So some have gifts of mercy and teaching. All these different gifts, tongues, and if you want to think that tongues have ceased, 
and there's nowhere in scripture it shows that. So if you want to know where I stand on that, I guess I would tell you I'm charismatic. My wife would say, no, you're not. But the only gift that I believe that scripture shows has ceased is the apostle, big letter A, apostle, those handpicked by the Lord Jesus as apostles. Paul says, and last of all, as one untimely born, he. So I see nowhere else where any gifts have ceased. But the gifts are given by God for the building up of the church. And the ecclesiastic, the called out ones, ecclesia, excuse me, ecclesiastic, the ecclesia, the called out ones, out of darkness into marvelous light. Light loves to be with light. You love the things that God loves. You enjoy being with other saints. Others who have been blood-bought by the Lord Jesus Christ, whose only hope is in His unfailing love, that He is faithful and true. Oh my goodness. I, I had a chance today, the Lord Jesus opened up a door to me today, that while I was at work, a gentleman said, you know, I don't know what purpose God has for me here, but I'm afraid that I don't want to complete it. And he's like, because when I do, then I'm no longer going to be here. And I looked at him, are you kidding me? Man, you want to run the race but to be in the presence of your King and Master and Savior, your Creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, what is better than that? Heaven is about me. Man, I want to graduate. I want to go on. I mean, I love my wife. I love being here. I love, I love serving the body. I, I, it's not like I have a death wish or anything. But man, Lord, as soon as I've served my purpose, bring me home so I can be with you. And you should have seen his face. Just like, oh, wow, hold on. Yeah, you get to be with your king. You get to be with Christ and be in his presence and the presence of the Lord Jesus forever. What's better than that? So the gifts are given. And when we're together, we're exercising the gifts of the Spirit in order, in unity to build one another up to equip us. And that is something that doesn't happen other than when we are in the body of Christ together, worshiping our great God and Savior, bringing glory to the Father, honoring the Father by honoring the Son, and that by the Holy Spirit. Why church then? Because that, my friends, is where God has God joined together. And I know that sounds kind of weird. But when the believers who are sanctified, set apart, sealed by God, the Holy Spirit, come together, there is something remarkably beautiful, amazingly intimate, and just profoundly joyful 
glorious in worship and praise. Oh, I long for that day when there is no sin, no death, and we're all together. And everything just cries out glory. And we get to be in the presence of our King Jesus. What a day. And when we come together and we build each other up like that, the called out ones reminding each other, remember where we came from? Think about where we are and think about where we'll be. That's why church. All right, so have another little sip of coffee. I hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you. Above all, I pray that God the Father has been glorified through the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're a brother or sister in Christ, I, I do hope you've been encouraged to be in more continual fellowship. And if you're not a believer, my friend, this isn't like coming together for a football game or gathering to, you know, have a... This is where this intimacy, this joy, this peace that occurs can only occur among those who have been made a new creation by coming by repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's extended to you today. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, humble in spirit, and gentle. And you shall find rest for your souls. I want you to have rest for your souls. Come to the Father through the Son. Come by repentance and faith. He will not cast you out. He will not look on you in anger. All are welcome. Come, repent of your sins. Acknowledge His goodness, His justice, His righteousness. Acknowledge your guilt, but then cry out for forgiveness of sins. In Jesus, believing upon the finished work of Lord Jesus, His incarnation, God coming out of heaven, taking on the likeness of sinful flesh, Jesus, fully God, fully man, believing upon his holy, sinless life, never sinning in thought, word, or deed, and that he then offered himself up as a substitution, a sacrifice. He paid your sin debt, and then on the third day after he had died on that cross, put in that grave, the third day he rose again, God raised him from the dead, God vindicating his word and accepting his sacrifice, and Jesus is risen, he is alive physically, bodily, and after he had been seen by others, he ascended to the right hand of the Father where he sits, rules, and reigns, and he is returning again. He is returning again at a time that the Father has chosen, and when he comes back, for those who are eagerly awaiting him, no reference to sin, just rewards and joy, peace, love. All right. Grace and peace, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. We pray that you've been blessed and encouraged to develop your relationship with Christ Jesus and make him known to people everywhere. 
If you'd like to know more about United in Christ Jesus or support us, please visit our website at thatthemayallbeone.org.